0: For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash
2: thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone, and this is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Our guest today is Igor Dunanevsky. He is founder at Ask Growers. We're going to talk to him about what they're doing in the cannabis space and how they're helping collect information, provide information, give people the the data and the insight they need around the cultivation process and and really what are we what are we growing and why are we growing it and how do we grow it? The uh, fascinating, I think, aspect of cannabis these days. I think we we've seen uh, just an explosion of interest and. You know, there's the diversity of uh, cultivars and uh, you know how people are using them, all the business aspects of them—it's just been fascinating to me, anyway. On uh, how you know what we choose from a genetics and a cultivar point of view impacts the actual business side. Right? Understanding growing cycles and production rates and the terpene profiles and cannabinoid profiles—I mean, there's so much uh, that actually go into the business that are decided early in the stages of cultivation and, and selection of these things. that I'm, I'm fascinated by the world that's that's sprung up around this and the networks and the data and the information that's that's been put out there. So with that, Igor, welcome to the
3: program. Hey, Bruce. Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, it's a pleasure. Before we get into everything that's going on today and, and what you're doing with Ask Growers, what's the backstory? How, how did you get into this? What was your
3: professional experience? Give us the journey. Well, initially, I'm a guy who basically has a, a significant history in investing in uh, web startups, a lot of a lot has to do with digital marketing in gaming, financial verticals, you know, pretty much like verticals where you really have to fight for the traffic for the visitors and a uh, highly competitive verticals. And myself, I have a, a long history with the plan. You know, I was smoking weed since, you know, early days in college and I was like really, yep. you know, drawn to it. And I also had this kind of like a burden on my shoulders that I was always suggested that you know cannabis is bad for you you know people who smoke weed don't get nowhere so I always had that controversy within me because you know I kind of like what I felt was very different from what the social stigma was so at some point a couple years back I was I guess the cannabis changes really caught my eye and I thought you know, this is something that is very close to me on the personal level, I always enjoyed it. And as with any startup, it's it's really it's like a journey, you know, it's like a marathon, you know, but with a marathon, at least, you know, the distance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With a with web start, like with any business with it, as a startup, there is like no, um, when you start, you don't know where the finish is, you know, you don't know how long it's going to be. You know, the perfect idea, like, you know, you want the success, the valuation, all that side, but you don't know how long it's going to take is how long it's going to take and what needs to be done to get there. I mean, you have an idea, but it's always like, it's a very changing thing as you go. So what you get involved is really, it has to be close to it's, you really have to learn everything within that to be successful, you know, because people don't believe it's like you have to learn more than anyone else. So that people would listen to what you're, you know, yeah. what, you, what you're about to tell them. Yeah. And I felt, you know, I was thinking if I want to get involved in the cannabis space. And I just, I was probably, took me a year to, you know, made the final decision to get to jump in. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was, I thought that it's something that I would love to do myself. Because this is like, you know, something that relates to me. It kind of like maybe even connects me to my college years and you know all the thoughts i had you know if if you were to speak to me you know 20 years ago when i was in college and say that you'd be you know doing this in the cannabis space that would be like i would never even believe that you know so (laughs) i i think even the the and like you know i listen to your podcast and i you know listen to the people that and you know we take a lot of interviews ourselves and the people you know some people were growing weed you know for many years you know for some yeah like in today's world i mean they come from cannabis but for the most part, people come from all all the different industries, from all the weird backgrounds. So I think the fact that we can all jump in, into the you know today's cannabis space from like all over the place, it's a beauty. You know, I think we're very lucky that in uh, in our you know you know this this was not the case 20, thirty years ago. So I think, though many people complain that we're not like you know there is no federal legalization or that. I think we're very lucky that we have an opportunity to work in this space and come here with all the different background and, you know, contribute.
2: Yeah, no, it's one of the fun parts of the, you know, cannabis world these days. It is such an amalgam of all sorts of people from, you know, traditional cannabis growers to folks that, you know, artists and agriculturalists and private equity. I mean, it's just it's such a mashup right now of, of folks and all all kind of working together, figuring each other out. So, yeah, I get that. I mean, how, how did you, how did you sort of start things? I guess I'm always curious, like what the first step was for you.
3: I think it's, what's the first step when you decide to get married? You know, I think that's the, 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 same, the same, it's, it's a commitment, you know, because you ha- you understand that when you, when you start something like this, you understand that this will take a lot of time and energy in your life, you know, because this is not like, you know, a walk in the park that, you know, you do like this for a short period of time, and you get lots of money, a lot of success, and you jump on the next thing. I guess sometimes for some people, it does work. But, uh a, you know, from my life experience, you really have to do, you know, this commitment from the start. So you, you better, like, you know, think it twice before you get involved. So, I mean, it took me a year to kind of do the research to understand if this is something I really want to get involved in. And then I basically, you know, put the team together because you know i was initially working a lot in the digital space and the digital yep. marketing and i guess i ended ended up doing what we are doing now is and we are basically a marketing platform it Is because i realized that cannabis is unique through the limited media inventory you know if you're a cannabis business especially the thc side of the story you have very limited media inventory available for you to advertise and promote and speak about your brand. You know, Facebook ads are not available. Google ads are not available. I mean, pretty much yeah. you're limited to Pornhub. I mean, Pornhub is a beautiful platform, but I don't see <laughs> many kind of... I mean, it's it's a very tricky. I mean, I have to be honest with different businesses, we try to use their advertising. And yeah. I mean, they have enormous amount of traffic. I mean, you would be Pretty much, like, like, I wouldn't say everyone is using Pornhub, but you would be surprised how many people use Pornhub. But it's very hard. For some reason, like, the intent of people using Pornhub is quite different at the moment. So we've never seen, like, you know, we've never seen, like, success stories. Preoccupied. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So the question was how did I start? I I, I was doing the research and like, you know, doing the, the internal conversation. If this is something I want to get involved with. And then uh, once I realized for myself that this is the, this is the thing I just, you know, I just jumped in, you know, got the team and it's as, as with any web startup, it's, it's similar. It's like you go through the same, the same stages, you know, a lot of enthusiasm from the beginning. And then, you know, it's a it's a routine work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets tougher.
3: And so tell us, I mean,
2: how, how have things evolved or I guess what's, what's the business model that you've been trying to put together? Like how, how have you kind of developed the assets? How are you kind of, who's the customer? How are you making money? Give me a, a sense of your, your strategy there.
3: You know, as, as I mentioned, like with the, the cannabis space, the media inventory, like the places where you can advertise are limited. So yeah. we realized that, you know, if you build a strong media platform that pretty much, has a value for customers, and then ideally, it has a value for brands and cultivators, growers, manufacturers, and dispensaries. I mean, I realize that dispensaries is a, is a very big part of the game. so at the end of the day, customers is are the people who bring us the money so I mean it's at the end of the day, you have to be a platform that brings value to customers so we understood that if we build that platform the money will come and mm-hmm. but we also understand that it's it's not exactly the same as many other verticals so it's not okay. copy copy paste type of story so at the moment we don't monetize okay. actually mo- monetization is something that we have in our plans for the 2022 which is this year now but from the start we wanted to and we basically you need to have people you need to have traffic visitors consumers on your website that you can basically sell to brands and uh dispensaries and deliveries because you know no one's paying money for the air you need you need something concrete to offer so i mean initially our concept was similar to gaming the the finance verticals where you basically can sell uh well, you bring leads and you get paid for leads, but uh, yep. the, cha- the challenge with the CBD vertical works exactly the same. I mean, in the CBD, you send leads and you get paid for leads or even paid revenue share. You know, you send customers, yep. the, so whatever they spend, you get a cut of it. With THC, it's a, it's a much more complicated game because brands are not allowed to sell directly. So they have to yep. use uh, dispensaries or deliveries. Because it's a, it's a state by state, you know, at least in the CBD space, they can pretty much ship anywhere. So they have this like, you know, kind of like I wouldn't say it, they have up to date uh, marketing platforms where they can track things, where they have affiliate platforms in the THC space. It's it's very patchy. So we we knew that from the beginning, but it's also an opportunity because like, you know, in the CBD space, pretty much anyone can build up a website. And if you manage to get traffic one way or another you're monetizing in the THC space. I mean, we, we have Weedmaps and Leafly are pretty much dominating and controlling the space right now. And in part, because they have kind of like, I wouldn't say it's sales house, but they, they build uh, commercially, they build relationships with the dispensaries and with the brands. So, the, so it's, it's kind of heavy money, wise, heavy cost wise, because you have to have people who would kind of like communicate and build this whole thing. So it's, it. it's kind of like a hard, to get in but i think it's also offering you an opportunity because the the competition is maybe it's different it's not in a way it's not as bad as in spaces where everyone can jump in and with a minimal budget you can you know you fight here you fight against the big you know the, the the two major guys in other spaces you fight you know millions or at least thousands of people not businesses you know like competitors
2: we're going to take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. And I guess what have been the hard parts of, or the ch- sort of challenging parts of, of building the business? Like where, where have you kind of had to really kind of put focus and effort?
3: Well, I guess you have to identify what you're good at and what what is not there yet, you know, because Leafly and Wheat Maps, those guys are very good, and, you know, and they, yeah. they, they pretty much like do everything that is there to do so you kind of like need to understand what is your niche you know what how you can do things that they do differently or what things they don't do and you think that those those things need to be done and uh from the beginning i mean the reason i mentioned that i had this you know i like cannabis and because they you know, when you do business, you really have to like what you do. And you also have to understand what your customers are looking for. So for me, I was always, um, even now, sometimes when I travel in Europe and when I'm try, like in countries where you can't like, you know, go into a dispensary and buy weed, man, I mean, it's just such a negative experience in a way when you have to hustle, you know, it's like, it just so it brings you down. But also when you buy weed off like guys on the street, Many of them don't even know how they, how it was grown. So to me, it was always a story about people who grow it, how they grow it, what's in their heads, you know, what kind of, what do they use to grow it? And, yeah. and uh, one, like, this is a question I don't think there is a straight up answer to, but, uh, you know, sometimes when we interview growers, they don't smoke weed. Some of them never smoke weed and they don't smoke really? weed. And I'm like, well, so what's your, you know, that's, I think, an open, <laughs> up, open question. I mean... What's their story, you know, but uh, for us, I was personally always curious about the people who are in the industry, why they do it and how they do it. Right. So this is pretty much what we started with. We started approaching brands, started approaching growers and, you know, ask them a bunch of questions. I mean, from the start, many questions were like really stupid. But I mean, I thought if I want to learn about the industry. I mean, who are who is the best person there to tell me about it? You know, I mean, they're obviously doctors and they have like, you know, the medical approach to things. But I mean, if people have been growing it for, you know, on the maybe not industrial level, but I mean, the commercial level, you know, they're selling it. So they, I bet they know a few things about it. So, and that's still a thing we do. We still approach brands and we interview them. And I mean, there are so many things I learned and it's it's crazy how so many things are being repeatedly said by different people and that's you know when you when you see that you realize that this is pretty much like i guess the framework of today's market if you if you if you put that
2: Tell me a little bit about the team you've put together. How have you built the business?
3: We are an SEO company. So search engine has always been, from the beginning, we, we understood that, you know, when I mentioned that the media inventory is limited. So our core idea was to get the search results, to get the Google like us, to get the, I mean, Google like you when people like you, when, you know, basically when Google, when people yeah. search, I don't know where to get my weed or how is weed affecting my, uh mood or whatever right so yeah. when google puts you ahead of others he wants to make sure that people when people go to your website they're happy and they're not browsing around they got the answer to the question yep. so um seo is like you know our core and we've grown We've been growing from beginning you know uh seo people that also comes with the content because there is a lot of content to work with and then you have data science because you really have to collect a lot of data on um constraints on brands on licenses so yeah. you, you you know you, you you give people all the information they might want or might not and uh then we have two ladies in uh, in the pr side of things they do the outreach mm-hmm. uh, they, they work with the journalists they make sure that we get mentioned we get the comments so that and then we're now we're building the team that works. I mean, obviously you have the the programmers, the web designers, but now we're also building the team that works with the customer, um, what we call it like customer retention. We want to make sure that once people get to our website, they like it, they keep on coming back with, they have some sort of loyalty um, yeah. because they like the website, the concept, the philosophy. So now we're also building that, you know, let's call it like customer retention side of things. So, I mean, for for a product, it's kind of weird to say that, but I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's true. You have, you want to make sure that people come back to your website because they like what you get. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I guess, what are where are you in that process? Like, uh, where have you found audience? What, what's worked for you? What I guess, what content are people really looking for? And, and where are you finding, you know, kind of demand from a content point of view?
3: I mean, I would love if they were very curious about the brands and the growers. And that was the my initial concept. I see that most people are very curious about strains and there is enormous yeah. amount of search in Google, uh, strain related uh, terms, keywords. Sure. So we obviously we have to meet the demand and we work a lot with the strains. I mean and you know you, I can say that I mean you could probably argue that, but I mean I, I, our perception that we are one of the best in terms of covering strains at the moment on the internet, you know if you if you want to get as much information on this train as you want, I think we are, I mean, that's what we claim. And we are being, you know, honest. I mean, we believe in that, <laughs> that yeah. we are one of the best guys on, out there to cover the strain side of things. I mean, as I mentioned, I love myself interviewing brands. To be honest, I don't see that much interest right now as I expected from people, but that also could change as we go. Yeah, and um, And obviously a lot of people search things like, you know, how do I roll a joint? Mm, yeah. Or is weed good for my sleep? Things like that. So, obviously, we also have to answer those questions because there are, I mean, this is like an enormous amount of people who are learning about cannabis. And we, you know, we have to, we, I mean, we like that we can be a place where that. Tells them the story, you know?
2: Yeah, you're finding most of the traffic, or do, do you feel like most of the traffic are consumers that are looking for kind of education and information to make decisions? Is this client people that are doing research or, you know, industry people doing research? What's the, like, what's your guess on the traffic that you're getting?
3: Usually in the marketing space, you, you say there is commercial traffic and not commercial traffic. Commercial traffic is when you buy weed near me or buy weed in uh, Newark, you know, things like that, or buy a... Uh, pre-rolls in uh san diego so that's what we call commercial traffic i mean that's like you know commercial intent that meaning if you catch that customer you can send it to like say delivery service or a dispensary near him and that's you know straight up you know you make money there and then you have people searching uh things that that are within the cannabis vertical but they are like you know more general as of right now, we we more tend to cover the the general thing because we don't have the monetization, and we're not fighting for the commercial side of things because we don't yet have the integrated dispensaries or the deliveries where we you know where we basically send them and monetize them. Yeah. But in in general, um, I think I'd say seventy percent seventy percent plus of traffic out there in the cannabis space would be educational. You know, people being curious about things, and that does make sense. I mean, you know. It does make sense in terms of I think we're still like in a very new market you know we are in the fresh market people we get many people that come here and you know join I mean I speak to so many because you know once I once you work in this space you speak to so many people and you know they' been you know they're talking to you about cannabis and many yeah. say that you know when it becomes legal it's not that you don't like it it's just like when it's illegal and you're a mom. And you're like you know you can't you, you can't go wrong you know doing illegal stuff and I mean you know yeah so so I think <laughs> I mean, you can but there are consequences <laughs> exactly and I mean <laughs> yeah. it's not like it's a uh, life or death kind of choice you know you don't you can drink wine you can you know there are so many many other things that you can you know get you, you can do and therefore I think when everyone is talking about it and especially when the 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 illegal situation changes people are getting curious. And many I get reintroduced, I mean, everyone is talking about that, but people get reintroduced, you know, when you're in college, Mm -hmm. you're a consumer, then, you know, you get, uh, you know, you get kids, you get like, you know, career and, you know, I mean, maybe occasionally you go to a party where they have a joint and you kind of join that. But I mean, when it comes back, when it it comes, when the legal landscape changes and it's legal where you are, you're, you know, you're, you're coming back, but like with a different mindset and you're being more... I guess you have to be more responsible. So you do more research about things. When you're in college, you just like hang out, right? But like, you know, when you're an adult, you have to be, you have responsibility. And therefore, I think people do a lot of research uh, when they get reintroduced back into the cannabis space.
2: Yeah. And where, where do you see things going? I mean, is there anything that you're, you know, waiting to happen in terms of changing the industry or, you know, changing regulat- regulatory frameworks? I mean, what, what would really drive your business or you feel changed the market
3: for you? I think everyone is always talking about the federal legalization, but I think, um, and I think I was alone for that, you know, when, when does things become, you know, federal legal, but I think we are in a beautiful space right now and the more I get the more I speak to people, the more I understand that this is a unique moment in our life, you know, because tomorrow is going to be different, you know. And I I mean, we all know federal legalization will come at some point, but I think it will very much change what we have now. And what we have now is because every state is a country of its own, you know, with its own regulation, we have so many smaller enterprises being uh, able to jump into the industry. And I think that allows a much uh, a greater diversity. And this is, I think, the, the thing that you want to see, you know, you want to see a diversity in terms of different people trying themselves in this industry. So I think, I think we should really enjoy what we have now. I think we have this like, you know, smaller farmers or small entrepreneurs that do like custom products. Because I think as we continue, I, and especially with the, you know, the, 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 the legal framework on the... I'm curious what you're looking at in terms of the future of the market. Are
2: there any big kind of issues that you think will help really develop your business, develop the market? I mean, we talk a lot about uh, changes in regulation, legal, legal status. What, what are you looking at?
3: I think we are in a beautiful space right now. I think we should definitely expect things to, you know, to get better, everything. You know, we, we should always be looking towards tomorrow. But I think we should also um, value and uh, be thankful for what we have today. And I think today we have a beautiful situation where we have uh, thousands and thousands of individuals working uh, as private entrepreneurs, as growers, as, you know, product manufacturers, cultivators. So I think the diversity we have now, I think in the future, we'll lose it and to some extent. I, I believe that the cannabis, space, the cannabis space will remain in a way as a craft industry where you have still like, you know, craft brands. But I also think as more corporate moves into the space, uh, we'll, we, we will not have as much this personal Craft business as we have now, and this is what I'm saying. Like this, this moment right now is beautiful because we have so many states, and every state has its own um, playbook, right? And so that allows yeah. smaller guys. Like you know, we talked to a guy in Alaska, and he grows wheat in Alaska. He only does outdoor. And that's like, you know, I, I was like, really? You do outdoor growing a lot? And he has this whole concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does make sense because in the summertime, the, you know, the sun almost yeah. doesn't go down. And I I, yeah. I would love to try his cannabis, man. I mean, and this is, the, yeah. this, this is the thing of the future, you know. If you could try, you know, because right now you have to fly to try it or you have someone yeah. to smuggle, yeah. you know. But yeah. uh, but in the future, I mean, I would love to have access to that, you know. So I think this is one of the things that we're we'll, why we're looking towards the federal legalization. But but at the same time, I think the way it rolls out, it's perfect, you know, because many people have been very critical. But I think it does allow many people try themselves and present themselves, and I, I think this allows the whole industry to develop in the right way. So I I, I think we're in a beautiful moment. And I think the way this industry grows is beautiful, right? So I, I'm very, you know, positive about it. Yeah. Igor, this has been a
2: pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, about the business, what's the best way to get that information? Well, on the
3: website, I guess, askgrowers.com. Great. I'll make sure that that's in the show notes.
2: Igor, this has been a pleasure. I'm curious to stay in touch and see how things play out. And I appreciate your time today.
3: Bruce, thank you very much. You're doing
2: the good thing. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time.
1: You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter.
2: This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more
1: top business podcasts, visit C Suite